This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Happy Freestyle Friday, everybody. I am Glenn DeGeek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network. It's Friday, September 2nd, and it's episode 3011, brought to you today by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, horse people. Congratulations. You made it to Freestyle Friday. That means Jamie and Glenn are here to lead you into the weekend with some fun horse talk and some really bad ads on Horses in the Morning. Well, on today's show, we have somebody that's been on the show a couple times before, Auditor Alex Sherman. She was on because she was becoming a jockey. And we had her on before she became a jockey, and then we had her on after she did a couple of races to talk about what her first races were like. And guess what? She won her first race. So she's just a couple days ago. She's coming back, but there's more to this story. So we're going to hear about that in just a few minutes. And good it's rare. tease, Glenn. That was a I good know. teaser. There, I, I don't even know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and it's rare we see something new in the horse world. We've been doing this show a long time. Don't see new things too often. Well, how about an obstacle course race for trucks and trailers? That's Brilliant. right. Get your truck and trailer out, and you can do an obstacle course race for a time. Yes, it does include backing up. And it is prize day on Really Bad Ads, so we're going to give away surprises. What more could you want on one show? than what we're giving you here today. Plus, I wanted to mention that uh, WTF, the WTF Advice Show, which is an auditor-exclusive show, is back Tuesday night. It's going to be on Facebook Live in the Auditor Room at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. You can look if you're an auditor. There's a post in there. If you have any questions, now they have to be non-horse questions. We don't deal with training. We don't deal with how to care for your horse. We deal with your life, your work, your family, your barn drama, your in-law situations, whatever it is. Uh, and you can either post on the, underneath that post in the Auditor Facebook Room or send me an email at glenn at horseradionetwork.com. And we actually have a training therapist that helps us out. Otherwise, it's just Helene and I guessing on what you should do. So Nikki is actually there and she's a trained therapist. Just so, listen to her. Don't yeah, listen to anybody else. That's right. Don't listen to what I say, for sure. So that's coming up Tuesday night. So we're back. Okay, I need help on today's birthday. Gron Rim. Gron? I don't know. Gron? Gron I don't know what those little dots over the O mean, but I'm going to go with Gron Rum. I know he's one of, or she. I'm not even sure of that. I got to look that up. (laughs) But happy birthday to you. We're glad you're having a birthday this weekend. Obviously in Europe someplace. I feel like we, we screw that up every year. Or I screw it up every year. Hey, I also want to kind of give, do you remember Willard Scott on the Today Show? Yes. Yes. And he used he used to give birthday wishes to everybody. To every what seemed like everybody in the country that turned one hundred. Yes. He was known for that. We we lost him last year. But so this is a tribute. It's a salute to Willard Scott because just last week, I think, in Ocala on her seventieth birthday, Cheryl Holcamp rode her former three day Olympic medalist windfall 
to compete in their century ride. The Tricaner Stallion, who was has also sired two U.S. Olympic three-day team members, is 30 years old now, and they did a dressage test together to make the 100 years. So uh, congratulations yeah, on their windfall, century ride. Windfall was Darren Chacha's horse, and oh my God, what a, what a dude. And uh, yeah, he's been a very successful sire. Now, uh, you mentioned Willard Scott, and yes. something has always bothered me because- what? They don't do the hundred year old birthdays anymore. And they used to be like, and now a hundred years old and looking yeah. beautiful is so and so. And they used and, to show pictures of them. And they I used to show right? pictures of yeah. them. Yes. And so my husband, both his grandmothers are a hundred and a hundred and four. And I've never been really? able to send both yeah, sides. Both sides. Oh my God. And I've, Your husband's I've always, been out with you. I know. <laughs> I've always wanted to submit their pictures and their birthdays. So since you brought up Willard Scott, LaVon Ayers is 104 and Dorothy Yay. Jennings is 100. Happy birthday. Yay. Looking Happy beautiful. Birthday. Yay. <laughs> God, that's a long time on both sides. That never happens on both sides. They're amazing, amazing women. So. So well, just, it's not their birthday, but happy birthday. You look beautiful at 100. <laughs> My turn. I also have one other Daily Winnie I want to oh. do, and this is to host of the Lead Line podcast, which is doing very well, by the way. Mandy Flanders, who's a good friend of mine for years and years and years, she also does trade shows and events. She's kind of an event person. She has been selected to be one of the bootmobile drivers for L.L. Bean traveling around the country. She's going to get three weeks of training for driving the bootmobile and 13 weeks on the road. So I didn't even know there was a bootmobile, but it looks like a great big boot car. It's uh, like see? the duck duck boots that, that yeah. we all had in the 80s, which I now have a pair, and they're awesome. Do you think they made this car in the 80s? <laughs> it's still going. I don't know. Do they, do they still sell duck boots? I have oh. I have L.L. Bean duck boots, and it looks just like this. That's awesome. <laughs> Without the wheels. <laughs> now, why exactly would she want to do this? Like, she is loves it... these events. She travels all over the country doing various events for corporations. Uh, and, you, you know, the car shows, you you see the girls standing by the cars. Uh, um, she's done a couple of those, although she says they're boring. She likes doing things like this where you actually get to interact. And she said one of the people that's driving one of the bootmobiles also has done the Wienermobile. So she's double qualified. Um, I, I don't know. Which would be better? I think I'd rather be seen in the boot than the Wienermobile myself. It looks like the bootmobile would be easier to drive. <laughs> yeah, the Wienermobile does look like it has sight issues. <laughs> so. Anyway, a little bit of a blind spot in that one. <laughs> yeah. So congratulations to her. Well done, Mandy. I hope if you get to a cattle, let me know. Well, it's that time of year where we all choose to freak out and buy as much hay as possible. And I just wanted to give my daily Winnie out to Ginger, Barrett, Lucas, Brooklyn, and Chad. Because we put up hay two nights ago. Oh yeah, I got I got hay, and the thing is, like, it was like we were like, oh, we'll do it tomorrow, and then oh crap, it's gonna potentially rain tonight, so we got to get it up. So Chad and I start, and I just send a text message to to Farm Boy. I'm like, hey, we're gonna unload some hay. Can any chance you're bored? He was like, I can be there in 15 minutes. And then we drive in with the hay and Ginger, who lives on the property, she came out and it became like this, like super fun farm party. 
to unload and stack hay and there's just nothing better. Uh, you guys know, like there's nothing better than the sense of community that you get when a bunch of people are helping stack and unload hay. And it, it becomes this like instantaneous, she's on the truck throwing it down. I'm pulling it over here. Bear stacking. Chad's doing this. You know, Lucas and, and Brooklyn are out helping and doing other things, you know, and, and getting the pallets and it's, it's just, such a fun sense of community when you're doing farm work as a team. And it was just really fun. And I mean, we didn't even drink anything. It was like total sober <laughs> hay work. It was crazy. So anyway, I just wanted to give them a, a special shout out. And uh, all of you, you know what I'm talking about. Like, it's just like one of those things where you're just like, the work sucks. It sucks. But you make it fun by doing it as a as a team, you know. And so anyway, it was just fun. Well, I'm I'm impressed that Lucas helped out. Well, that's a loose <laughs> statement. I was, yeah. The bales are heavier than he is. <laughs> I know they were huge. So, so, but we we did we did and traipsed around. Had to go get alfalfa at one place and then go get grass hay at a different place and then put it all up and then we have round bales and the round bales had a fence around them and the horses destroyed a couple of them by eating through the fencing. Why? They're on giant grass pastures, whatever. <coughs> and so they destroyed some to them. We're all like scooping hay and like carrying giant armfuls of hay and trying to put it into the round bell feeders and just it was a, it was a let me just tell you hay was everywhere on my person like it, i mean in the bra but i'm pretty sure i pulled a piece of hay out of my butt crack later on <laughs> it does get everywhere yep so um there's th i don't know if you've seen this video and i don't know how to say the name of it it's it's when uh, a spanish girl gets to their 15th birthday quinceanera thank you did you see the video of the lovely girl in the in the <sighs> aqua dress Riding her what looked like some kind of Spanish fancy horse into her. Say it again. Quinceanera. Yeah. You did you see this video? No. Um. But it was shared to me a billion times. Yes. And I just I couldn't do it. I was a part of a quinceanera when I was fifteen, and um, brutal. Just what's our just, rule for weddings? Yeah. Don't don't do it. Don't have a horse. That's do your photo shoot weddings. later on because that's going to be funny. But don't do it in the actual ceremony because it will. It is. I don't know many people that were like, "Wow, that was the best idea ever." <laughs> well, I will post this if you do want to watch it. Uh, you didn't see anything, ter well, except for the horse bolting down the street. You don't see anything terrible happen because she goes over a hill. The thing is, the article is very funny because it, it says, we have no idea what happened after she went over the hill. So she's riding this gray horse down in this beautiful flowing dress. And what are they about? What do we say? 14, 16, something like that. Um, when they have the, let me see, how old are 15th birthday. So yeah, she's 15 years old. <laughs> And she's riding this down, and all of a sudden, the horse just turns around and bolts up the street. <laughs> she hangs on. I got to tell you, it looked like she had it planned, and she was just riding away to escape. Because it was kind of beautiful with her dress flowing. Until <laughs> you see her entire family take off running after her. Yeah. Oh, boy. You see, you see these guys taking off. Obviously, no way they're getting close to her. But uh, it, it, the article was very funny about what actually happened. Nobody knows. She's probably Can still I going. Yeah, and and can I also please ask a favor yes. of everybody listening? Yes. Please stop sending me 
The photos of the horse that has the blanket strap up up in its sheath. Oh, yeah. I've deleted that about a hundred times. Oh, my God. Stop it up. I get it. Zeus would do something like that. Yeah, I get it. Please stop it. I don't want to see. And then, like, to read the story where they're like, I tried to tug it and it wouldn't come out. And then, oh, God, the story that goes along. And then we had to lube up and, like, he was still kicking at me. And, like, then I had to pull it out. Okay. I'm good, people. I've seen it. Thank you so much for thinking of me when there's something wrong with the horse's wiener. Thank you. <laughs> well, uh, if you want to see that video, I'll post a link to it. In the show okay, notes. please do. If you're yeah. one of three people that hasn't seen it in the world. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that, and I'll tell you what else was shared with me a hundred times, and I really do appreciate it. And I really, we have a lot of enablers in the group, in our listener audience, because the retirement Percheron from the police force. The Percheron uh, uh, yes. Hackney Horse cross from the police force in Virginia or somewhere was retiring and needed a good home. And I would have been a good home except for the price of hay here this winter. It will be more than Jamie's paying. I guarantee you that. So, um, yeah, I do. I did see that and be like, Oh my God, that'd be the perfect did, horse cute. for you. It was a cute horse and it would have been well trained. I mean, broke to death. So, but anyway, let's get on with the show. We're going to go to KPP, our, our terrific sponsor for all these years. And then we're going to hear from auditor Alex Sherman, who's very excited about her first win as a jockey. She swallowed hard as they walked into the start box. She could feel his muscles tense under her leg. Five, four, three, two, one. Have a great ride. She didn't have to ask. He galloped out of the box and across the field toward their first training level course. His ears pricked. Her heart pounded. He attacked each obstacle with confidence, clearing them with room to spare. A huge smile broke out on her face as she crossed through the finish flags. She leaned forward and buried her face in his neck. Their bond of love and trust blocked out all else. This love story is brought to you by Elevate. Research proven to have superior bioavailability, Elevate supplies the essential vitamin E often missing from the equine diet. Its all-natural formula supports healthy muscle and nerve functions. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Call 859-873-2974 or visit kppusa.com to order today. I would like to welcome to the show the girl who is doing the thing that we all dreamed of. I mean, if I could be anyone, it would be Alex Sherman. And that is because she is living the life that, gosh, I mean, what an amazing adventure. Alex, thank you so much for being on the show. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited for you. Okay, so we had you on back in March of 2021, and we've talked to you a a ton, but you were starting out as a bug jockey. You were, before that, you were an exercise rider, decided to make your uh, debut in the big races, and oh my gosh, congratulations, you won! Yeah, it took me long enough. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us about the horse. Tell us about the race. Um, so the horse's name is feeling it. Um, oh, okay. He... Stop right there. Yeah. Couldn't okay. <laughs> be any more appropriate than, than the horse's name right there. That's perfect. Well, it, it's kind of, well, his, his dam's name is touchy feely. That's how he, I guess, got the name. But when we, we claimed him last summer, um, and, um, like, honestly, we called him kind of the pedophile because he, you know, with a creepy name, but 
it actually worked out well <laughs> with the picture to, to air yesterday. So, um, yeah, so we claimed him last summer, um, raced him a few times last summer before, uh, see, I, I had my license, but I didn't ride him. Um, and, uh, he had two starts for us and then he, he needed a little time off. So we gave him the winner off. And then towards uh, the beginning of the year and about March at the end of Turfway, uh, we brought him back and put him in the races. So I started riding him then. Um, so I had a, a few starts at Turfway. And then um, we moved uh, the summer. We're mainly at Belterra Park in Cincinnati. And um, I had a bunch of starts here. And uh, the past, except for yesterday, the past five starts, I had four seconds on him. And I had one fourth that we were really close and I just couldn't get it done until yesterday. So what was the difference then? If you, you had all these so close calls, were they like by the nose or how, how close was he when he would come in a second? So the, except for the last second that we had, um, all the other races, I was, we broke up in front. He's, he's a front runner and he's a sprinter. So we go about six furlongs is kind of his distance. And we would be leading until the final eighth hole. And then that last little bit, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the, the jockey Perry Utes. He's, uh, I believe he's 67 years old. He's had 7,300, um, career win or I'm sorry, races. And, uh, anyway, every single time I finished second, it was, behind him um it would be kind <laughs> of coming up sucks. the stretch and be right there i could see the finish line and then kind of last little you know few jumps perry on his horse would just come past and just beat us and uh so yesterday um fortunately perry was not in the race on anything Woo! uh we did go off the favorite he's um, your mike but, smith uh, we kind of had That's all the, <laughs> the bits and pieces together and that um so we, you know, broke, he went to the lead and we stayed there and I was like, we're not getting caught today. So we didn't. And we crossed the wire. And I think everybody in Belterra Park's grandstand was cheering for me because all I could hear was like everybody screaming as we crossed the wire. That's so cool. I mean, looking at the the photo, the way it was taken, it looks like you're three, four links in the lead. How did it finish up? Uh, we ended up, I think, five and three quarters was the what what the chart says. I think it honestly might have been even a little more than that. But um, when, when we were, we hit the top of the stretch, you know, I there's nobody around me, and I'm like, okay, you know, but we're we're still gonna ride, like you know, we're we're gonna get there. And all I could think about, like the last couple jumps, was, oh my gosh, I hope somebody just doesn't come up and nab me like the last three jumps, or I'm gonna be so mad. I would um, be in the stands but, uh, yelling. Luckily, and then uh, we pulled up and kind of looking around and I'm like, where is everybody? And, um, when we got to the back to the paddock, they were like, Oh, you were way in front of all of them. And I was like, Oh, well, I, I guess I didn't have to worry as much as I was worried. I would be yelling. And if I was watching the race, I'd be like, Alex, don't fall off. <laughs> well, I, I guess, um, so we don't own feeling and all of our horses. So my husband is the trainer, um, mm-hmm. but all my, our horses are owned by, uh, our, our fantastic owner, uh, Sam Presnell. And, uh, so he was at the race and, um, I, I guess when we hit the top of the stretch and I was uh, ahead by about three and, you know, we kept rolling, I guess my husband turned to Sam and was like, he's like, you're winning a race today, buddy. 
And Sam was like, like, what do you mean? Like, are you still, you know, the stretch to run? And he looked at him and he's like, unless she falls off, she's got this one. And so I guess Sam kind of looked at me and was like, don't fall off with the whole uh, secretariat movie scene. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ronnie, don't fall off. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. Congratulations. And this is awesome because, you know, the, the jock typically gets what, 10% of the purse. And does the trainer also collect 10%? Uh, so the trainer, it all depends on kind of what your relationship is with uh, your owner. So uh, the jockey gets 10% of the purse. So that'll like, I automatically will get a check from the racetrack every week or whatever time, whenever you ride, you get, um, get a check. But then as far as the trainer there, they get paid directly from the owner. So mm. typically owners will pay a day rate for their horse to be in training. They'll pay for the vet bills, um, farrier, things like that. And then they'll get 10% of the purse. Um, we have a little different relationship with Sam because on top of you know, training as racehorses, um, he recently just bought a 66 acre, uh, boarding farm in April. And so my husband and I also manage the farm as well on top of everything else. So we get a little, a little bigger cut, um, out of the pie at the end of the day. So nice. I have a question about the race itself. When you're, when yes. you, when you look around, when you're coming to the backstretch and you look around and you see that you're that far ahead, do you think to yourself, am I going too fast? Is he going to burn out? Am I going too fast? So I actually, so, so my plan was in this race was I pretty much held him from gate to the three eighths pole. So that's kind of the going into the turn. So this was a short race. So we only went three quarters of a mile. Um, and so we came out of the gate and my plan was to, to break and get good position. Um, and I know my horse breaks fast and, you know, he should be up front and the horse to my inside, the number five horse, he was one of the favorites to kind of look out for. So we, we, you know, get out of the gate, we're kind of at the, the five eights pole and I look over and he's got a hold of his horse and I had a hold of mine. Cause I'm thinking, okay, we're just going to kind of stay with the five because he was, like I said, he was one of the horses I was worried about and I'm going to just try to rate him and stay with him. Unfortunately, uh, well, I guess fortunately because we won, but in the past, um, feeling it hasn't been the easiest to kind of rate. Um, but, uh, so we kind of inched ahead of, uh, the five horse. And by the time we got to the three eights pole, I was out in front of him enough that I could kind of drop down closer to the rail and be in kind of the, the one and two hole. And, uh, you know, so I, I kind of, once we got past the five horse, he, he relaxed on me and, and I'm thinking, okay, like, hopefully we have enough gas, but I could feel him not tugging on me quite as much. And then when we got to the top of the lane to the quarter pole, that was when I was like, okay, we're, we're going, I'm not really sure where everybody is or who's going to be coming, but we're going to go now and it's going to play catch me if you can. So it, it you kind of got to like decide what, what kind of horse you have, as well as like a big thing with, you know, being a rider is having a mental clock and knowing how fast you're actually going. Um, you know, because, you know, if you're not going very fast, then you got to worry about the horses that maybe have been trailing, getting that kick at the end and, you know, passing you. Um, or, you know, if you're kind of waiting and you're, you know, depending on the pace, those front runners, they might not be going fast enough that they get tired and give you enough to catch up if you're coming from behind. So it's, there's a lot of kind of figuring out what the pace is, what kind of horse you're on, what kind of gas tank you're on too. Cause I mean, horses are like people where, you know, you might think your horse feels a hundred percent. And then when those gates open, the horse says, you know what, I really don't feel like running today. And, mm-hmm. you know, then sometimes there's not a whole lot you can do. 
Do you feel like some of that, I'm going to get nerdy, that some of that, oh, I'm I'm not feeling it today. When I go to to the track and I go to mm-hmm. pick pick my winners. I'm so amazing at. Um, I I watch them in the paddock beforehand, and there are some horses mm-hmm. that are so fractious and almost just super green in the paddock. And then you've got mm-hmm. other ones that are you know wearing blinkers and lip chains and like people are muscling them around. And then you've got like the super relaxed ones that are walking around, looking around like ready to go. And then you got the sleepy looking ones. You know, is there anything that happens? in the paddock that would clue you in on how your race is going to go? Or conversely, when you're done with the race, do you look back at the paddock behavior? Um, a little bit. And, and, and I think now I'll say I have, we have a horse, um, that's an Ohio bred that we've had for four starts now. And, uh, the first two starts, we were kind of just trying to, trying to figure them out. Um, the third start, we, we sent him long and, um, you know, he was kind of bouncing to the paddock was, you know, jumping around. And, um, he's one of those, like he does, this horse needs to run in a tongue tie. And unfortunately he does, he's okay in the morning with it, but in the afternoon you have to wait to put it on until right before, you know, they, they leg you up and he can be kind of a, it takes three people to, to, uh, put a tongue tie on. And sometimes you get legged up on him and he starts bronking in the paddock as you're on your way to the pony. And, um, the, the two races ago, um, he did that. Now, as soon as we stepped foot onto the dirt of the track, he was a complete gentleman and uh, he actually, he went on to run really well for me that day. He, we, we went a mile, so he broke, he settled really nicely. And then at the three eights, when I started to ask him, he started to go. And uh, so fast forward a couple weeks later, we put him back in the same race and he's acting exactly the same. You know, he's so, you know, he's not fractious in the paddock, but he's, he's on the muscle and he's, you know, not being very easy to handle. Um, you know, I get on him with the pony and he goes around like an angel. We load in the gate and we break race sets up exactly the same. He breaks, he relaxes. And then we go to the three eights pole and I'm like, okay, we, we got to start going now. And he just says, nope, I'm just going to stay in neutral. So, you know, it's some of it you can tell, but you know, like I, horses have so many different personality types that it, it really is hard to tell, you know, but seeing a horse being fractious in the paddock, or being very quiet and professional doesn't ever kind of affect what I think the horse is going to do, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause they're, they're all individual and they all have their, you know, different mood settings. It, it kind of just depends. You know, you know, that's what makes a horse like Senyata so special, you know, coming out every time and running yep. every time and not having that day. Right. Um, well, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to back up a little bit. So when, <laughs> When I am watching the horses in the paddock, mm-hmm. I get the, you know, the jockeys are back in the room and I'm watching the horses walk around and I'm like, oh dear God, somebody's going to get on that thing. Like, holy, <laughs> somebody's going to die today. You know, I think like, you guys have to walk. I'm just like, that's the one you get on. And then there's other times when horses come to me because I train them when they're done racing, mm-hmm. I will have horses that I'm like, Holy cow, somebody rode this horse at 35, 40 miles an hour. What were they thinking? Like, this horse isn't even like broke, you know, like isn't trained at all. And so do you ever come out and see the horse you're going to get on and go, oh, crap. So 
so for me, I now I mainly just ride my husband's horses and Sam's horses. So, um, you know, I, I know every horse that we have inside and out. Um, and you know, I'll knock on some wood here that like every horse we've claimed and that we've gotten into the barn is very professional, very, I mean, you know, we have the 66 acre farm and I do gallop sets out in this big grass field and, you know, they're, they're fantastic. You know, Mm -hmm. um, that being said, I myself, and part of the reason why I don't have a lot of starts and probably why I don't have a lot of wins and things like that is I'm for my own self-preservation. I, I don't just get on any thing that somebody wants to throw me on um you know and and that's kind of what makes it hard as being an apprentice rider is you know the every you know it takes a lot of money time energy so when a a trainer sends a horse to the track to run you know they need to make money you know it it, it's a lot of it's a big process so to hopefully better their odds they want a rider that has more experience and has wins and things like that so as an apprentice rider it's very hard to get mounts that are live that have a shot at winning mm-hmm. um you know sometimes you'll get a long shot that maybe another jockey just doesn't really like the form and the horse hasn't been running very well and the trainer changes something up or or whatnot and you just put a rider on there that'll actually try that horse will jump up and and will win and that's when you see horses that go off 50 to 1 or 60 to 1 and win is because hey they actually put a rider on and and they tried you know, a lot of yeah. times, you know, unfortunately, you'll get a lot of jockeys out there that, you know, they look at your horse, it's 60 to one morning line, you know, hasn't really run well the past couple starts, you know, they'll get on it, they'll take it around just for the $65 jock fee. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, unfortunately, the trainer doesn't really get a fair shot. Um, you know, then other times, you know, they'll put a bug rider on because nobody else will ride the thing. And maybe the horse really just is done and just can't really run and isn't very fast. So, um you know, that being said, last summer, you know, I, I was getting on a lot of horses like that and, um, you know, wasn't really, wasn't really helping my career a whole lot. And, you know, I'm, I'm not young. So I kind of made the, made the mental decision that, you know, I'll, I'll give up a little bit on my jockey career for the sake of self-preservation, if that yeah, makes for sense. Life. You know, I don't, I don't get on. You like Any your parts right? <laughs> That's so interesting. And so sometimes, so now you just gave me a hot tip, which is to study the jockeys of the previous race and see who's going to ride on this race and see if they're, it's somebody who either could be like really hungry for a victory or somebody mm-hmm. who just kind of is uh, just getting the jock fee, like you said. Exactly. And that's the thing, like, like bug riders and, you know, even older jockeys that don't get a lot of mounts, you know, during the meet, you know, we're all hungry. We have something to prove, you know, and, and me myself as a, a, a rider. So the way jockeys get paid, if you win, you get 10%. And depending on the track setup, if you run second, you might, you might get 2% um, of the purse. And then after that, all the jockeys just get the day rate fee, which in, in at Belterra is 65 Kentucky, I think is 80, you know, I think New York pays 90, but regardless you get paid the same. So for some riders, you know, if they're riding in a race and they're going to be difference between fourth or fifth, maybe if they ride a little harder, they might make it up to fourth. Well, for them, they're going to make the same amount of money regardless if they run fourth or fifth. But as somebody that knows the training side and the ownership side of, racehorses, I know that that difference between fourth and fifth could be the difference between a thousand dollars or more. 
Um, you know, it could be the difference between a trainer making money or breaking even. Um, so, you know, but a lot of riders, they, they, they haven't really experienced, I know it's kind of strange to think, but a lot of jockeys don't really know the day to day goings on in an actual stable. Yeah. All right. All right. You guys have nerded out long enough. Oh my God. I I love talking to Alex. (laughs) Alex, (laughs) I have a picture. I'm going to use it in the show notes of you completely covered in champagne. So obviously they're ready at any moment for a jockey to win their first race. Yes. And like when I was running those couple seconds, I I'd get back into the room and a couple of the jockeys would come up to me like, oh, we were getting the shaving cream and the baby powder ready and you just <laughs> couldn't get it done. I'm like, I know, but I, I kid you not. I think every single rider in that room came out and hit me with something, whether it was ice water or shaving cream <laughs> or baby powder, something. Um, I, like I said, I, I remember when we crossed the finish line, I couldn't hear anything other than basically the whole sidelines like screaming and uh i i think everybody everybody in on the you know on the track side that day was was hoping for my win and and so they were ready for it <laughs> you know Aww, it's so exciting. We've, we've only ever talked to you on on not seen you you're not we don't see you when we're talking to you and it just reminds me how tiny you are when i watch the video of them all even compared to the other jockeys i mean yes i'm one of the shorter (laughs) shorter lighter jockeys in the room i'm 411 and right now i'm about 105 pounds yeah just it was so it was so obvious when they were when they were pouring everything they could find over your head yes (laughs) (laughs) oh alex well congratulations i know i've nerded out and probably uh half of everybody is like, all right, <laughs> but it is so <laughs> awesome to talk to you. I'm so excited for you. Congratulations. I know it's a, uh, been a long road and congratulations to your husband and your owner. That's so exciting and feeling it. Yes. Thank you. Yes. And feeling it who Jamie's going to get when he retires. I think. Let me know. Uh, well, she, she actually <laughs> was claimed yesterday, but, Aww. but um, he actually, he, he was a little sore on his one ankle, so they actually voided the claim. So we got him back. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So we had the, our vet came out and x-rayed. Um, you know, we're, we're very like, um, you know, anytime we have something issue, like our vets write out to x-ray or ultrasound or anything like that. So it's nothing major. Um, he just needs a little, little time off. So we're, we're going to give him the time off and then, uh, we'll be back for another round. Perfect. That's All great. right, girl. Congratulations. Thanks, Love talking to you. Talk to you again soon. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Isn't that ex- that's so exciting for her? God, I've always people always say will say like you know you, your questions of like if you could do anything else, what would it be? And I in a different lifetime, I would have been a jockey without yeah, a doubt. You you did exercise riding for a while, so you had a little taste of what they went through. I did, but I'm and, and I'm short. I'm almost five three, but I'm not built wafer thin you oh, know so you it, see if you watch the video it's on her facebook page which we'll put a link to and i'll also post a picture of her covered in shaving cream and champagne and whatever else uh but if you see that video you realize how tiny she is because yeah. even compared to the other jockeys she looks tiny so yeah well good job alex we're proud of you she's an auditor and been a listener of ours for years and years so we really yeah. appreciate her 
You know, Jennifer's out at the barn riding right now, and she's probably riding in her Wintech saddle. Wintech has always made riding easy and comfortable, combining world-leading innovations and high-tech materials and lightweight, weatherproof, and easy-care saddles. It's easy to see why Wintech is the world's number one synthetic saddle brand. The comprehensive Wintech range offers not only cutting-edge designs, but improved standards and fit, comfort, and performance benefits for both you and your horse. It's time to ride, time to enjoy, and time to get a Wintech saddle. Find out more at Wintech-Saddles.com. That's Wintech-Saddles.com. Coming up next, I did this interview last night because she wasn't available this morning, but I wanted to get it in. Uh, Her name is Piper, Piper Close, and she is part of the Sporting Hounds Foundation, which we'll learn a little bit more about. But they're doing something I've never seen before anywhere. They did it last year. They're doing it again this year with double the entries. They're doing an obstacle course with people driving their trucks and trailers. Well, hi, Piper. Thanks for joining us this morning. My pleasure. Piper, I've been doing this for 16 years, thousands of episodes, and, you know, when you do it that long, very rarely do you find something new that comes along in the horse world. I was so excited when I saw your event because it's new and it's fun. So I love this. First, bef- I'm glad. before we get into the rig gig, tell, tell us about the Sporting Hounds Foundation. What is it? Where is it? What do you guys do? The Sporting Hounds Foundation is a new foundation that was created in our little village of Tryon. We have three or four hunts that are kind of in the, in the general vicinity that are fox hunting, but there are also other pack animals here with organizations, whether they're beagles or bassets or whatever, carrier types of of hounds. And it's, you know, in order to help get organizations to give their animals that have aged or just aren't up to the task of the hunt, rather than putting them down, we're trying to help keep them off of their books with medical needs so that we're helping with dental needs, vaccinations, those sorts of things that will give the, the dogs a great opportunity to be rehomed. And along with that, in the most recent year, the leishmaniasis disease is one that's kind of crept across the pond, so to speak, and it is having an effect on on the packs. So hmm. any organization that has a group of dogs, a pack of dogs, they are now constantly testing, treating, and quarantining these hounds to make sure that this disease doesn't spread into domestic animals the way Parvo did years ago. So we've been helping organizations that are putting together programs to help figure out what the right treatment for this disease is and get it taken care of. So we are a 501c3. Everything that we do in the way of donations and um, events is tax deductible. So that is something that uh, people really find helpful. What a great cause on something that you know, we don't think about every day, right? Um, but you guys are in an area where you have a lot of packs, and what a beautiful area. I mean, we got to spend 16 days there during the World Equestrian Games, so... Um, Great, yeah. You know, we, we stayed right there, and, and I, I think we even visited one of the hunts or something while we were there. So I think it's a great, great uh, organization doing fun, you know, g- good work that needs to be done. 
The fun thing that you're doing to raise money is the second annual rig gig, which is happening Saturday, September 17th. Tell everybody what that is. It is a total hoot. Last year, <laughs> it looked like a total first, hoot. <laughs> it really was. Our first year, nobody really knew what to expect, whether you were a driver, a sponsor, or you bet on something fun to do on a Saturday afternoon, bought your ticket and showed up, and people just were, the comments were, if I'd known this is what it was, I would have entered to drive. Oh, if I'd known this is what it was, I would have brought all these people on. So it just turned into, we can't wait for the next one. So well, it was Explain really, what it is first. It is a, you kind of think in terms of a cross between a rodeo for horse trailers and a chuck wagon race. <laughs> so people who put their rigs together, whether it's a bumper pull or a gooseneck, you choose what you drive the best. We have two categories, two different flights, and people, we've, we set up an obstacle course. There are no animals. You can't have an animal in your horse trailer, not even a barn cat. You drive the course solo. You can't have anybody in the cab with you telling you, oh, look out for that, look out for that. So we set up an obstacle course. And it is devised of several things. One, we use horse jump standards to kind of direct the trucks around where they need to go. I have large orange cones like you would see out alongside the road, only they're new. And I put all of the sponsors' logos on them. <laughs> so we've, we're constantly mentioning our sponsors' names and, and the way that the courses devised that you might be going around, for instance, the Pierce Tire Roundabout. So everything goes back to our sponsors. And it's not unusual for these cones to end up uh, under the tires. Yeah. <laughs> Smushed. They get some. They get some tread marks on. So, so let me behind. let me back up. So, I'm entering my truck and trailer, and I'm driving through an obstacle course for time. For time and we points. Have a judge. Time and points. So we have. It's see. I'm a carriage driver. This makes sense because we do that with the carriages. Oh, cool. So, yeah, yeah, I love watching carriage driving. Yeah. So, so I mean, this makes Steve, perfect sense. Steve, yes, Steve Lohek, who is a professional driver. Many people uh, use Steve to transport their livestock from this area down to Florida. So uh, he is our judge. And we have a big board with everybody's names on it, and it, and it is a gunshot to start the clock. <laughs> and they come around the obstacle course, zigzag around. They drive up, and then I have six three-foot-high orange cones that are set 12 feet wide with pool noodles on top of them and they have to back in straight mm. every time they hit a cone and a ball falls off sort of like carriage driving and a ball falls off it's a five second penalty so they get deductions for all those things and when they decide they have nailed their uh parking they have reversed their way in that's why we say reverse and curse because people because <laughs> that's what we all do when we back up <laughs> we sure do and usually it's husbands at wives yeah, or wives yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so more fights backing like. up than any other time <laughs> <laughs> correct and i don't care whether it's a horse trailer or a camper whatever trailer it doesn't matter or a boat yeah or a boat. oh yeah, yeah or a boat really bad <laughs> yes 
so once they decide they've nailed it, they cut their engine, they honk their horns, the, the clock stops, and we record their time and then how many penalties they had along with that. And then their net score is uh, recorded. So we have two divisions that are the bumper pull or the gooseneck. There's a first section. And it doesn't matter the size of your trailer or your truck or whatever. We don't care. I'll tell you what happened last year. One of our drivers came around, and you don't see people lined up because there's sort of a a natural tree hedge sort of thing in between where we're queuing the trailers or the rigs, and they come around. So you're seeing them for the first time, and we have an announcer that does the color commentary. And around the corner came this enormous RV that this family takes to live in when they go out on the road. (laughs) And he's hauling a little two-horse trailer. (laughs) That's funny. A little bumper pull. Did he knock everything over? He knocked a lot over. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) But you... You can go. You can see these photos on our sportinghounds.org uh, website. There's some photos up from last year, and and those things where Ruben came around with his big RV. Then he decided he would enter the gooseneck competition, so he came around with his little pickup and this enormous gooseneck that um, he he pulled. We're also doing a professional category this year, so professionals can enter, and they're only going to compete against each other and they can pull whatever they think they can do the best job in. So we want to see some razzle dazzle at the end of this. Piper, why but there why are, has why are you the first one doing this? This should have been at every horse show I, around. <laughs> and plus it gives know. the husband it's, something to do while the wives are showing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We need to expand this. I, definitely. Um, I mean, this year it really did expand. We really expanded our, our sponsorships. People were like, yeah, I want to be part of this deal. But I've got to tell you, too, one of the, the best parts is that we have trophies, and they are so tacky. I bought, <laughs> um, I bought um, ball hitches in different sizes and bases that they go into. And there's a pretty little plaque on the front that says first, second, or third, and whatever category you're in. But I bling them out with gold, silver, and copper sequins, or glitter. (laughs) So they're really glittery and tacky and highly, highly coveted. People want their trophy. And for the first time this year, we do have a sponsor that is giving us the Drown Your Sorrows trophy for the worst driver there. So, <laughs> so how a, many will you a, have? How many total vehicles will you have this year? Do you know? Well, I hope we have like a dozen in each category. The professionals, we're going to limit to a six. Um, but we hope to have a couple hours worth of just cheer and jeer entertainment. My husband is in charge of the music, so it's a little bit like a rodeo in that as soon as the, the truck comes around the bend and starts their competition, he starts up music. But instead of it being Western music to get the bulls running, we have um, marches. So they're traditional marches that we're watching these trucks lumber around. Why isn't the USEF uh, network, this should be live on the USEF network. It yes. should be. <laughs> it should be. Well, I'm going to do a little, you know, we're still small. We're still in the works, but it's just absolutely hysterical. 
Well, I love this idea. If you're in the Tryon area on September 17th, you have to go over and take pictures for us or do video for us or something. Uh, this is this is brilliant. I just love this idea. And the rig gig, I, that kind of explains it, too. I love the name. Piper, this was great. Where can people find out more about it and check it out? Go to sportinghounds.org. That, and you'll learn about Sporting Hounds and, and our, our um, foundation. And there's a click-through button there for the rig gig and a click-through to get your tickets on Eventbrite. Sounds both good. to compete and to attend. Sounds good. This is brilliant. Thanks a bunch. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. I am going to try seriously to get one done here at the Florida Horse Park this winter, one of these races with the horses, with the trucks and trailers sponsored by the Horse Radio Network. That just seems like it's right on brand for us. <laughs> <laughs> and it gives the horse husband something to do at the show. I mean, it gives them a chance to shine. Yeah, whatever. How many of us actually drive our own horses? Okay, well, we don't need our husbands to back around yeah. a corner and all yeah, that. Jennifer like, won't let me drive when the horses are in the trailer. Yeah, no. no Good luck. Good luck with that. <laughs> but I think it sounds like fun. That should be carried on the USEF network. They'd get more, <laughs> that's what you would more, watch. Yeah, that's exactly. That's what I'd watch. All right, let's do some bad ads and give away some prizes. Pay it! I say, pay attention. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. That's right. It is that time of the week when listeners submit ads to us from Craigslist or Facebook or someplace. And we just have a little bit of fun with them. And uh, we also give away prizes brought to you by Horselovers.com. Over 120,000 items you can find on their website, one of the largest online stores for horsey stuff. It's HorseLoversWithAZ.com. And they provided the following prizes. And why don't we give away the prizes? I'll look them up as we go. And I asked for help this morning. I'm not going to let you pick them today. Dang it. So I went on the auditor page and I said, the first person to pick three numbers between one and 207 will be the numbers we use for the winners. And Cade, Cade came through for us. And so the first item is the Cool Curtains Dutch Door Topper. And that's the Cool Curtains screen that fits above Dutch doors and protects from sun and bugs and keeps up to 80% of the sun's heat out of the stall. And uh, I think these are super cool and would actually work at your barn. So Cade picked the number 55, and I'm going to look at the little spreadsheet Jennifer gave me, which is mixed up. Steph Pestka. Steph Pestka, you win the Cool Curtains Dutch Door Toppers. You'll get an email from horselovers.com. I'll send it to them, and they'll notify you. And then what's next? What other? What next prize did we have? It is the Magic Keep High-Efficiency Breathable Girth. It is a neoprene, or sorry, non-neoprene liner biofoam. It's like high-tech and $85 value. And uh, the number Cade picked was 109. And the winner is Danielle Sandbooth. Congratulations, Danielle. You are now the proud owner of a high-efficiency breathable girth. 
Cool. And the next prize was the Gatsby Blug Bug Free Blug. Bug free, bug, free, fly sheet. It's bug free, <laughs> and uh, the Gatsby faux sheepskin nylon breakaway halter. We can tell it's Friday. Um, Kate Ooh. picked one sixty-two, and, and Aaron Grogan is one sixty-two. So congratulations, Aaron. She submits all the time. So good for you. You're going to get the fly sheet and the halter. So uh, you know, actually, I think Nigel could use a sheepskin halter. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you don't need it, Aaron, let us know. Good luck. All right, we're going to we go now. We don't ever get to win the prizes. <laughs> That's right. We're going to go now to really bad ads, and we have what happens, Jamie, when somebody submits their own. When they submit their own by sending the the file an audio and they read it themselves, they get double the entries for the prizes. Now these are all starting for next month's prizes. Now they also get triple the entries if they do an accent and if they do have their child read it. <laughs> so we've had to add that in too, because we love oh, it when the kids And read by it. the way, for the people who thought we were serious when, when Jamie joked entries. about a billion entries for any kids, uh, we weren't serious. So yeah. she was joking around. She does I was, that. I was told yeah. not to. Yeah. Hi, this is Monica and I'm calling with a really bad ad. This is from, Iowa Craigslist registered quarter horse mare, $3,000. You dropped something. 2008 registered bay mare stands 15.2. Has been rode English in the past, shown by a 12-year-old girl last year and trail road. Also used to check cattle. Very pretty mare. Reason for selling. I can't get on her. My legs are too short. Let me repeat that. Reason for selling, I can't get on her. My legs are too short. That is weird. I have so many questions about this. I have an answer. Horsecovers.com for a mounting block. That's- I mean, 15-2, <laughs> that's not like it's like an 18-hand monster. Like okay. They do sell mounting blocks over at horselovers.com. They do. <laughs> Thank you, Monica. You're up. All right. Oh, you know how Melissa's there? I see a Melissa submitted one. Oh, that was uh, also submitted. Melissa, oh, okay. we just didn't have time to get to yours today. Olivia sent this one in, and this is a Facebook post. Be- oh, no, this is a Craigslist ad. And it is a picture of a paint pinto, but you it's like that. It's the angle of like you're looking at the right butt cheek. But you can kind of see up ahead of it that it's a pinto. It's a horse. Don't know anything about him. Oh, this is all one. It's okay. Don't know anything about him. Got him from an older man who wanted it gone. You can <laughs> lead him with a lead rope, but that's all I know. <laughs> 500 bucks or trade for about anything. Call or text. <laughs> I'll take anything. Get I'll about take anything. So let me, the old man wanted him out. Now you want him out. Oh, the so, title of it is Stud Horse. So, stud horse, you know, yeah. what we're all going to say together is geld that shh. Exactly. Moving on. Uh, Lori sent this one in. Rehum- short and sweet. Rehoming horse, $850 in Albany. I can do little price cuts. Saddle, ye blockers, and more will be included. Pick them up only. Mail. Wow, they really sold him. 
Really, really, yeah, that push of like at the end, telling telling me it was a male. Wow, and it was written in old English. Ye blockers, why ye, ye blockers? blockers. <laughs> I have no idea what any of that ad said. So that was a really none. bad ad. Thanks, Lori. Sarah sent this one in. Oh my god! All right, so this is our horse trailer of the week, and the ad says, um, "Need to sell latch is broken." On the tongue, two-inch ball, 400, it located by McAllister Lake. Now, it says the latch is broken. That's not all that's broken. (laughs) (laughs) This is the first one we've seen. It's one of those two-horse round-front trailers like we see every week. But the entire front end is smashed in like a bull (laughs) in it. (laughs) There is no tongue on it. (laughs) There's no no wheel on the left. It's catty, like cattywampus, like (laughs) sitting on its side. The whole front end is smashed. The top is smashed. Oh, dear God. 400 bucks. It does look like a bull got to this one and (laughs) totally destroyed it. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And they went $400 for this. But the latch is broken. (laughs) The latch. That's it. Just the latch. Didn't mention the windows of the tires or the floor. Any of <laughs> or the fact that there's no way to pull it because there's no front on it. Where is the two-inch ball? I have questions. I've, <laughs> I'm irritated. All right, play Carrie's. Carrie sent the next one in. Hi, everybody. This is Carrie in Vermont with a really bad ad. This is in uh, Everything Equine in Vermont Facebook page. Even though it's Vermont, I'm gonna I'm gonna try my southern accent. <laughs> Here goes. Nice big pain for sale. Phone number. Call Deb. No period. Then there's a link to a Facebook marketplace ad. And the listing is for pain. It's listed at eight hundred two dollars. <laughs> That's it. Not eight hundred. I'm gonna guess they mean paint. Yeah, probably. Although the horse might be a pain. So did she say it was eight hundred and two dollars? Two dollars. Well, you got to leave room for negotiation. So. <laughs> oh God. Um, Steph okay, sent that was your th- funny line of the week. <laughs> <laughs> you got to leave some negotiating room. Um, Steph sent the next one in, and the it looks like a Craigslist ad, and it's uh, the title is "Mare Horse for Sale." And El Cajon. Hi, I am selling a mare horse I got. She is around 14, space, comma, space, space, 15 years old, and she's very healthy. She is an Andalusian mare, and you can ride it as basic steering wheel, nothing fancy, left, right, front, and back. I'm asking 4000 or best offer. What the heck did I just read? I don't understand. Where's the steering wheel? What? Is this like, I was reading it. I'm like, am I reading an ad for like one of those like carousel horses? I don't know. I don't know. And it's Andalucan. Lucian. And uh, Lucian. And a loose chain. I don't know. Uh, all right, moving on. Aaron, that's a great ad, Steph. Thanks. Uh, Aaron says, this is the ad. It looks like a Craigslist ad. Do anyone knows who rides horses in Alexandria, LA? If you know, just let me know. That's the title. <laughs> this is Louisiana. Can yeah. you do the Cajun Louisiana accent? 
No. Or does it sound like a lot like the Georgia accent? You know, the Cajun Louisiana it sounds a lot like a British accent. So <laughs> <laughs> the reason I'm asking this because I wanted to let my son ride horses because all he'd do is watch horses on 10 gallon 81. That is where he'd be watching horses at. Just let me know if anyone knows people who rides horses in Alexandria, Louisiana. What? I I almost feel like that would make more sense if you did do a Cajun accent. So let's see. How do I do a Cajun accent? I have to I'm looking up 10 gallon 81. It is That's got to be a YouTube channel. It is a YouTube channel. You're right. All about horses. You know what? I'm just going to own the Southern life of it and just say, the reason why I'm asking this is because I wanted to let my son ride horses because all he do is watch horses on 10 gallon 81. And that's where he'd be watching horses at. Just let me know if anyone knows people who ride horses in Alexandria, Louisiana. That was better. <laughs> well yeah. done. That was yeah, it made so much more sense. See, you know, 10 gallon 81 has had 21 million views on their videos. What is it? It's just, Videos of big monster front action riders trail ride, um, big Texas blowout trail ride, 2022 country boys and girls trail ride. It seems to be trail rides. Y'all need to get your kid on the back of a trail horse and get him something <laughs> nice. that will just take him on down the trails. It's broke, broke, broke. Okay. I mean, seriously, why are you making looking? money on this channel? They're making more money than we are. And it's just people. Doing trail like rides. doing trail rides. Mm. There you go. I didn't. I never heard of that one before. All right. And they're uh, walking horses too. Allie sent this one in. God, this I is a long one, but these. it's worth it. Are you ready? Okay. For sale is a beautiful, like new Devico Baritz. Devico. Devico. Baritz. Baritz. No, we said it Baritz. But it's a Devacu. Jump saddle with the saddle cover. The pros. This saddle is so French and so posh, you might get the overwhelming urge to shout bonjour over each jump. <laughs> I will consider including a bottle of champagne for the highest bidder. Complete with full anti-yeet buffalo leather that will <laughs> stick to you in the seat like on green grass. Like green on grass. Sorry about that. Um, complete with full... Oh, I did that already. You're a mess. Do you want some help? No, it keeps (sighs) jumping on me. So, a 2019 model with only a handful of mediocre rides on board. Trainer statement available upon request to attest to this fact. (laughs) (laughs) Arcade normal Normal. tree, meaning built for a warm blood type with life insurance policy that Far exceeds what State Farm would pay out if if I croaked. <laughs> Approximately 4.75 dot dot dot. Tree has been checked by a professional saddle fitter and is solid as the odds of me forgetting my jumper course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to be clear, you do not need a fancy horse to enjoy this saddle. The only registry my patchy mare is eligible for is Craigslist, and it worked for us. Unfortunately, I just need much less forward flap. Cons. A few nicks in the cantle. Not noticeable, but worth mentioning. I need $3,700 for this bad boy so I can financially recover from that one pony ride when I was six. 
It's all been downhill from there. <laughs> Did I mention I live in Alaska? It's about $125 for shipping anywhere in the lower 48. I'll cover anything beyond that. Cheers. <laughs> okay, I do love the Devaku. I have a Devaku. I love my Devaku. I would not for a 2019, but it is Buffalo. Ooh, that's pretty nice saddle. That's pretty nice saddle. I'm not going to lie, but it's it, even better. This probably is started out at 6,000. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, it's always the person who, it's not a mediocre rider. That's her words. Uh, a mediocre rider that the trainer goes, but you need this good saddle. Yeah, that's and why I have mine is because my trainer in <laughs> Arizona was like, you need a Devaku. Like, you need help. Okay, so I ended up with one. Yeah, did it help? Sure. I'm amazing. Look at me. I just went to Land Rover. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Thank you, everybody, for sending in ads. And we'll have a new batch of prizes for you in the next couple of weeks. Thanks to horselovers.com for for uh, supplying the uh, prizes for us. And uh, also to our saddle sponsor. You know what should happen, Glenn, is that what we should do is because my son runs to ride some horses, I'll buy him that Devcock saddle, and then I'm going to get that horse trailer that's for sale, and I'm going to put it all together, and then I'm going to go, and I'm going to find that stud horse. I think he'd be the perfect horse for my son to ride, and then we're going to put him in that trailer once we get it all fixed up, and then we're going to buy that saddle. It's going to be a great day. A great day. (laughs) And then you're going to visit the hospital. So... We're in the hospital. <laughs> All right. My quote of the day, Jennifer bought me this little book. Say It's called Savvy Sayings. We got this in Fort Worth. True wisdom for the real West. So I'm going to have you pick the quote today. Pick a page between 1 and 77. Uh, 62. 62. All right. Let me see. There's about five on this page. Pick, pick one and five. One. Arizona is no place for amateurs. <laughs> Were we just talking about that? Yeah, that's the quote. <laughs> so I'll have you pick the quote every week. So Sounds that's the good. cowboy quote for the day. And I think you lived that. You know that's to be true. <laughs> I sure do. That's why I got the Devaku, because I needed help sticking it and not eating up the saddle. <laughs> and not dying from heat exhaustion. But it's All a right, dry so- heat. Shut up. Spain Nittergeld. <laughs> no post show, people. Go ride your horse. Enjoy the weekend. 